The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Hey. Thank you. Good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm surviving. Because <laughs> you've got, you've had a bit on, you've had a bit on your plate, I've, so to speak. Yeah, more, more, more than a bit. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my cup's been full, my plate's been full, uh, schedule's been full, all of it's been full. But getting it's, there. It's funny. I remember going back in in time where I've been in that situation myself, where. There's so much going on. And somebody said to me, Well, they're good problems to have. They're actually good mm-hmm, challenges mm-hmm. and good problems. You know, yeah. you don't want it to be yeah. the other way sometimes where there's where there's nothing going on or nothing coming on or that you're not creating. And that was back in the day when I was quite business orientated. And I've come mm-hmm. to realize that that there's good in that, but there's also good in the idea of actually not doing anything for, for quite some time and, and taking yourself off that self-imposed hamster wheel of mm-hmm. got to work, got to create, got to work, got to create. And it keeps going. I keep going back to back to nature and back to our, our ancestors, our tribal ancestors. You know, they weren't working all day long. They were, they were doing the bare minimum to, to hunt, to gather, to cook, to build whatever shelters they needed to build, but then to impart wisdom through storytelling, through dance, through music, through ritual and ceremony, that the idea of work that we've created for ourselves is a very strange fucking thing. 
and, and mm. I, have, I have to keep reminding myself of that so often. Yet we live in a world where we need to take, we need to create something to create an income. And what we're witnessing throughout the, throughout the world, especially in the last week or two, is how people can manipulate that to such a degree where they're threatening people. You can't earn any money in your chosen profession anymore unless you succumb and give away your your free bodily rights your yeah. bodily rights to be injected with an experimental poison that long-term and short-term studies have not been concluded so and this is where bitcoin again becomes a solution no doubt and also over the last couple of weeks i'll just drop this in as well because i feel like yeah, this yeah, is a good yeah. thread the last couple of weeks we've seen the lightning network on twitter uh being enabled um, whatever you think of Jack or Twitter is, is, is irrelevant at the moment. But what we're seeing is a, is, a, is a process of the evolution of what I believe is Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. So we haven't spoken about that in any great detail. So I'd love for you mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to go into there and why this seems to be happening at exactly the same time as body autonomy is, is, is being threatened and mm-hmm. new solutions are emerging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I want to pull on one of the initial threads that you mentioned. There is like, you know, this this desire for income, and and I mean, income is uh, organically and fundamentally a function of providing value in some way, shape, or form. Right? That that's what we as human beings do. Like, the the reason we work at all is such that we can, you know, craft something, do something, produce something of value that somebody else also might value so that you can trade it with them so that you can store a bit of value for your future purchases and needs, right? So, so this is how we create a bit of complexity in society. Otherwise, there's no way for billions of people in the world to coexist unless we can all do partially different things. Like, you are definitely a better chef than I am, <laughs> but you know I would probably be a better—I don't know—I uh, abuse people on Twitter better than you do, probably. <laughs> so that, that's my skill set. So um, you know th- that's the whole beauty of humanity is that like we're all diverse, but the only way for us to coexist uh, is to do kind of like lean into what we're good at and work and produce something, and then sort of trade that. Now. I was explaining this to my sister the other day. I, d- I did a I did a podcast that kind of went viral about a month ago. It was called "Fuck Your Great Reset," and I brought on a bunch of different guys like Mark Moss, who's a really well known. Um, he he runs a podcast called Market Disruptors, and he's doing a big uh, event in Miami. Like uh, Dr. McCullough and all these sorts of people are coming to it. It's like a sovereignty um, thing. It's like about you know his, his event is going to be about sovereignty of money, sovereignty of the body, sovereignty of health, sovereignty of like uh, passport, sovereignty of um, uh, like uh, food and all, all, all the different categories. And it's going to be a fantastic event. So anyway, he was on there. There was um, a guy called Michael uh, Krieger. He was one of the guys who uncovered a lot of the bullshit that was happening in 2008. He was a Wall Street guy who said this is all fucked up and he uncovered it. So he, he started a, a blog called Liberty, Brit- Liberty Blitzkrieg back in 2008, 2009, um, kind of trying to unveil that. So he, he kind of like exited Wall Street Came a Bitcoin pretty early, and now he's like a, a localism kind of uh, farmer, and he's like 
you know, permaculture and all this sort of stuff and, you know, growing your stuff at home. Then I had two other guys, like uh, one of them is um, Joel from Untapped Growth, who I really still need to introduce you to. He's doing uh, regenerative cat- cattle farming um, and he's got a whole model where people can basically invest in cattle uh, and, you know, own a share in cows and part of the share is like for, you know, cows that are having babies and, you know, keep growing. And part of the share is to get a portion of the cow at the end of every year. So you've got like farm to, you know, uh, you know, home direct meat. Um, so he's doing some incredible stuff there. And then the fourth guy was a guy called Laser Hoddle. And he's like a, he's a tech guy and like completely anonymous. And he's got this whole thing that is, you know, like searching for data and like basically presenting the this is the great reset and like really just unveiling a lot of it and they're all like four solid bitcoiners and you know someone on twitter said you guys should come together and do like a podcast and i was like yeah fuck it let's do it and we called it fuck the great reset and it was just such a good podcast with this really great um really great conversation on there and what where was i getting why did i even bring that up in the first place jesus christ i'm going we were talking about um, the value of trading our services, our talents and our uh-huh. gifts, and then we were talking about mm-hmm. body autonomy. We were talking about Bitcoin and, or Twitter and um, and Lightning Network, and you were on a tangent, and I was I was waiting to hear <laughs> where you were going with it. What you, the hell the point was? You brought up, you did a podcast recently with these guys that uh-huh. was um, uh-huh. that. <laughs> that was important for you at the time and, and helped to demonstrate where we are probably. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was something to do with, um, with and, and, Mark and, Moss or whatever. And you started the conversation by saying you've had a lot on your plate and you've been going 24-7 over the last few weeks. So, it, so we, we, we're grateful that you're having this time with us again today, Alex. Yeah. Apologies to the listeners. My brain is like melted. Um so anyway, there, there was there was a theme here around like you know why why we add value and sort of building complexity in society and you know we we work for a reason so that such that we can trade you know the 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 leftover of the value or we can save the leftover of the value that we produce so that we can you know interact with people down the track and you know we increase complexity blah 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 we've spoken about this a million times so so ah oh, that's why so I explained to my sister yesterday about wastage and you know it was a subset of the discussion that i had with her after she'd listened to the fuck you great reset podcast and what i kind of described to her i said one of the biggest problems we have in the world today is we have the capacity through whether it's food or you know we call it fiat food fiat medicine you know, fiat psychology, fiat money, fiat everything, right? To cover up the actual consequences of bad behavior and basically create a a mechanism or a system or a world in which you have no feedback loop and you don't know whether the behavior is good or not. And it's just drowned out through drugging yourself, doping yourself up, eating horseshit food, um, you know, uh, printing more money. So, so like, for example, printing money at the government level, at the economic level is the equivalent of, uh, if you're feeling sick, doping yourself up with fucking, you know, Panadol or, you know, a vaccine or whatever, right? It's, it doesn't solve the problem. Like when, when you have an economic problem 
and you're going bankrupt, the solution isn't to print fucking money, you idiot. The solution is to fix the problem. <laughs> like if, you, if you've got a bad business, Pete, like, you know, let's say you're running a restaurant and someone is pissing in the fucking soup, right? And, you know, you, you're not getting any customers. The solution isn't to go and get your monopoly board out and put, you know, fake money into your cash register and say, yeah, my business is still working. Like that's not how it works. You need to get rid of the person pissing in the soup, throw them out and stop making bad food, right? So, you know, you've got to solve the problem. You need, you need a feedback mechanism that is attached to reality. And this is like the core of, you know, why Bitcoin is so important is that because at an economic level, again, money represents time, energy, scarce resources. It represents human action. When you make a mistake, like assuming the world is on a Bitcoin standard, on an economic standard that is a Bitcoin standard, when you make a poor decision, the result is that you lose money, you know, you lose the product of your labor. So it forces you to either correct your behavior or become broke and destitute. So, so there's a pain thing. So it's kind of like the pain receptor in the body, right? When you put your hand on the stove, there's a reason we have pain receptors. It's that the body is telling you, get your hand off the stove, stupid. Otherwise, you're going to burn it off. Um, and in a fiat world, the solution is, oh, put your hand on the stove. Pain. Oh, you're feeling pain. Pain is bad. Okay. Let's remove the pain receptor. It's like, no, you idiot. That, that, that's when you destroy the fucking hand. So, so this, this is like the backwards thinking of like the fiat model versus the real thinking of the Bitcoin model, which is you can't cover up, you can't socialize bad decision-making. The, the bad decision-making has a direct consequence. It has a direct feedback loop. And the good decision-making actually compounds. So it starts to direct human behavior, it starts to direct human action in a positive, like it compounds the positive stuff and it corrects really quickly the bad stuff. Whereas the fiat world that we live in today, nobody actually knows what the fuck is going on. Like it's a complete fucking mess. It's a deranged mess where everybody's doing shit. They don't know what they're doing, why they're doing it. You know, the, the signal, you know, which is uh, monetary in nature, like economic in nature, is completely distorted. So we're all doing shit. Governments are doing shit. Businesses are doing shit. People are doing shit. And it's all waste, 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 waste. 90, I would argue that 95 to 99% of all human action on the planet today is wasteful. And what are the results? Power shortages around the world, fuel shortages around the world, food shortages around the world, fucking happiness shortages around the world, all of this crap. When we actually live on a planet that I would argue could probably easily sustain 100, 150 billion people without a problem if we were efficient, we can barely fucking sustain a billion and we've got another 6 billion starving because we waste all of our resources, we waste all of our time, we waste all of our energy. So, so this is kind of like a, a rant on you know, what, what you said in the beginning is that when we were hunter-gatherers... Um, you know, and, and we didn't have complexity in society. Uh, our energy directly went into performing an action, doing an amount of work so that we could subsist. But as society got more complex, you know, we needed to figure out a mechanism to store the product of our labor. And it's just the natural function of, you know, uh, Homo sapiens or a sentient species progressing, needing to find a better way to measure that and you know we started with rocks and seashells and you know stones and then we found gold etc so i've taken you through like the history of money but now we've like 
deformed and like, you know, mongulated the, the form of money to a point where it doesn't represent anything real. Like money, the thing that is supposed to tell us if our decisions are good or not, like if how we're allocating our time and energy is good or not, is literally made up out of fucking thin air. And the ramifications of that are devastating. Like we, we, th- there is no way to know what's right or wrong. And then you end up with maniacal psychopaths like these globalists who in creating money out of thin air, they actually rub us. And then like what's happening in Australia, I heard from a friend the other day who's trying to escape. He's like, they just, the, the government just bought 85 million va- fucking vaccines. Hold on. 85 million vaccines for a country with fucking 20 million people. Excuse me? Like, and, and where did they get that money from? From you, from you and me. Like, we're the idiots who just paid for that shit. For what? Like, we didn't ask for it. We don't need it. But they printed it out of thin air, which means they devalued all of our money. So they basically robbed us and they're paying for something to then inject us with it. And, like, and, and, you know, we're sitting here, like, trying to, trying to sort of fight it. So this is why I always say, like, you know, that this war doesn't win until we bankrupt them and we pull the rug from under them where that, you know, the, the, the capital base that they have left to draw upon, the people that they can steal from are basically blind zombie lemmings that don't produce anything. And as a result, their, their tax base, their inflation base, like dwindles so fast that all the smart people have their wealth in Bitcoin and they can't tax them, they can't steal from them, they can't inflate from them. And they're stuck with the lemmings and there's nothing to take from the lemmings. You know, like you, you can't steal from a broke person. You can't steal from a homeless person because there's nothing to steal. So then the government, like the, the apparatus that is these, you know, psychopath globalists, they starve, they shrivel and they collapse. Um, that, that's how you got to starve the beast. You got to starve the parasite. So anyway, it's just the, that, that's sort of my rant about like value, work. And, you know, in, in a world where Bitcoin sort of, you know, becomes the standard, we actually move back towards working maybe three to four hours a day, like on the things that we're passionate about, because there's no wastage, Pete. Like this is so fucking important to understand is like, we don't become slaves to work. We actually start to work on things we actually value because there's signal again. And there's, there's, there's the capacity to make accurate decisions and guide your energy into things that actually matter because everything's priced appropriately. The, the signal through the market like actually permeates properly. It's not, you know, deformed so that, you know, entrepreneurs who think they're fucking entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley are building like surveillance systems or a fucking dick pick app or whatever else they're building these days, right? So like the, the real problems get solved because that is where the value needs to be added. So yeah, I think that's just a, a big thing to sort of uh, establish at the beginning of this conversation is like, Bitcoin solves waste, defunds the retards, and it gives us our lives back such that we can work on what matters and what counts. Um, so, so we get our asset of time back so that we can allocate our time to what really matters so that we're not fucking slaves to, you know, this, this constantly, you know, this treadmill of a system that's been designed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you think about the, um, the analogy you used about the the pain receptors and you know mm. the, the amount of people that have come out to me over the years that have for instance been obese and they've gone to the doctor to have their stomach 
stapled or gastro band surgery and then they want to fix up their diet and then i i said well if you had have asked us a month before you had the operation you wouldn't have needed the operation mm-hmm. why get the operation and then change your diet why not just change your yeah. diet then you don't need the operation yep and you, i could feel it in, in this isn't one person this is a, a many people that I've had this conversation with, they still couldn't even fathom that. They still thought they needed to go and have a part of them cut out or operated Mm, on mm. because they thought something was wrong with them. Mm. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just a choice of what they're putting into into their bodies and whether that comes from emotional trauma from childhood or broken relationships or or just a, a... a misunderstanding of how our bodies and spirits work. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it, we we live in this world where people are looking either for a band aid situation for something that it doesn't work like that, you know. And, and yeah, the, the the goal is to cover up the symptom instead of fix the fucking cause, right? So it's like you look at. Um, I mean, this is like I've got a real uh, beef with like what I call modern psychology or fiat psychology. It's like, you know, you've got these young impressionable kids who have active minds, you know, instead of allowing them to be active, what the fuck does society do? It drugs them into submission until they're numb. And they're like, oh yeah, because we've labeled them with fucking ADHD or fucking, you know, everyone's got anxiety. All of a sudden everyone's got depression. So we just like fucking drug them into oblivion and now we fix them. Like, like it's, it's a medicated society, which is an attempt to remove the signal, like your emotions are a signal that something's wrong. If you are experiencing a bout of depression, that is your body telling you that something that you're doing is wrong, like you need to fix something. And if you drug yourself into not feeling that anymore, you will then continue to perform the behavior of what's wrong and you have effectively become an empty husk of a fucking human that 10 years down the track, literally wants to fucking kill themselves um, because you've not fixed the actual problem. And and again, that is an example of fiat. You know, we have these entire fucking economies that are run from our money that we produce something and they're being completely run backwards. And instead of allowing human beings to fix the fucking problem, these clowns go and just create more money to make us feel like it's okay. And this is why Australia is so dangerous actually is because fundamentally it was built on Western values and on, you know, on raw capitalist values, like the, the idea that you had to produce to, to, you had to work to produce and create something. And that, that was sort of the essence of the original values. And Australia built up a lot, a large capital base, like, you know, figured out how to, you know, how to efficiently extract energy, how to efficiently, you know, farm the land to do all this sort of stuff and built up such a good capital base now that Australia is rich and with a couple moronic bureaucrats in power, they're using that capital base to camouflage the extraordinarily bad decisions that they're making because what are they doing? They're absolutely killing the soul of the productive subset of human beings that are living in that country. Like the people who want to work, the people who want to produce, the people who want to do stuff, they're being locked down, beaten up, fucking injected. You know, told to stay inside, eat net, watch Netflix, eat fucking Uber Eats. Like their lives are shrinking, 
And people aren't noticing it because the government can placate them with some fucking Centrelink, some job seekers, some job keepers, some fucking whatever. And people think it's okay because they don't stop for a second and realize, wait a minute, where is that wealth coming from? We're not actually creating any more wealth, but we're eroding what's been built over the last 100, 200 years. And what's going to happen is people won't wake up until everything that has been built over the last couple hundred years breaks. It seizes up. Supply chains break. Fucking people start dying of starvation. They've got no fucking food. You know, things start to not to work. Like people are so like, you know, wait, wait till fucking, you know, not only like Woolworth's shelves start to like, you know, disappear from like normal staples, but then, you know, when they start to try and like order from um, Uber Eats, it's like, fuck, this restaurant's empty. This restaurant's closed. This it, that's when people start to wake up. But unfortunately, by then, they'll probably be on their fucking 18th booster shot. And, you know, like, it'll be a little bit too, too potentially too fucking late to, to turn the situation around, which is why, again, I always come back to, you know, out of everything that we can do, the most important thing we can do is move the product of our labor out of these idiots' capacity to steal. Because if they, they've got nothing to fucking steal, they've got nothing to fund themselves with. And the more of like, if, I swear to God, if like 5 million Australians like moved all their wealth into Bitcoin so the government can't tax them for a year and they can't inflate it, the, the, the Australian dollar would hyperinflate, the whole fucking thing would collapse, the regime would fall and we would build again. But unfortunately, the problem is we have to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process. And, you know, that's why people, maniacs like you and I exist to like try and wake up the ones who matter. So interesting. A friend of mine always talks about the zombies, and I'm like, yeah, you can't really talk about people as zombies, <laughs> you know. But, but listening to you talk, I say, yeah, like it's happening, it's happening on one level or many levels. That um, you know, th- there will be the Walking Dead in in one reality very shortly, if not already happening. And yeah, I could talk about this, but I won't go on to it. But I, I want to go on to. Um, what's happened with the Lightning Network and Twitter because yeah, that's, that seems like a step, as you said, the process is happening. So mm-hmm. explain what the Lightning Network is because you mentioned it before briefly in I think episode three or four, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how this is playing out now and why do you think this is playing out and what are the benefits of this? Yeah. The Lightning Network is a shitcoiner's nightmare, basically. Like it is, you know, all these morons who developed all these coins to be have a fast transaction speed and all this fucking horse shit. Um, it's, you know, got them all shaking in their boots now. So I know a lot of people listening to this don't like Jack Dorsey. Um, I've actually hung out with him. I, I know him on a personal basis. There is there's a lot of stuff around that, like where, you know, he, he's kind of a he's kind of a an interesting character, but surrounded by uh, people who run that company in a way that he doesn't have the ability to, you know, unshackle. So he's a minority shareholder in um, Twitter and all this sort of shit. Anyway, that's another tangent I could go into in the future. But you know, he, he's he's people might hate me for this, but I will say this: like his heart's in the right place, but he's got very little control over what Twitter does. But he's got an interesting plan in terms of how to uh, unshackle Twitter from the ownership of basically the the crazy ass globalists. And Lightning is a path towards this. So let's explain what the Lightning Network is. So I've spoken to everyone about what Bitcoin is. You know, Bitcoin represents this base layer money. 
incorruptible, unchangeable. You know, it operates based on the fact that there is, you know, hundreds of thousands of fucking miners all around the world of node operators, um, of users, of liquidity held onto it, of wallets and of all this sort of shit, right? So it's impossible to change. It's impossible to turn off. You know, we had that conversation, you know, while I was in Austin, I think a couple of months back where, you know, the Chinese came out and they're like, all right, we're banning all the fucking miners. You know, they hit it with the biggest sledgehammer that they could. And just like any complex system, you know, it, it there was an impact, like the hash rate, the mining hash rate dipped. You know, I think it was a 40% dip or 50% dip. It was huge. But the network didn't skip a beat. You know, some of the blocks extended instead of 10-minute block, it, you know, went to 15, 20 minutes blocks for like a day or two or three or whatever it was. Um, and then, you know, the hash rate started to pick up again. Like these miners in real time started to move to other countries. They went to, you know, Texas, to Kazakhstan, to fucking Mongolia, to here, there, and all that sort of stuff. And now the hash rates basically picked up again. It's like literally the so-called, you know, greatest communist power in the world tried their best to destroy it. And they did fucking nothing, literally nothing. <laughs> they, they caused a slowdown in blocks for a couple of days. No transactions stopped, no double spending, no nothing, 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 nothing happened. So it's just a beautiful example of like Bitcoin's anti-fragility. It's like this form of life that you just can't, you know, stop. So anyway, you've got this unstoppable base layer of money. Now, one of the things that that means, one of the trade-offs with Bitcoin is that transactional throughput, so the number of transactions that can happen on the base layer is limited. Because every single computer, every single node, every single miner on the on the planet that runs the Bitcoin uh, blockchain has to record the fucking transaction, run it in the mempool, add it to the block, mine it, and you know put it into the next block. Now, that's not fucking scalable for every single person buying a coffee on the planet. Like it's fundamentally impossible, and there's absolutely no need for a decentralized computing system to record every single fucking transaction on the planet it's like it's it's unfeasible it cannot happen like it's technologically impossible so all these idiots that are running like their you know high speed blockchains they're fucking morons because you know like ada cardano and all these sort of fucking scams like it's technologically non feasible to do that so so what bitcoin you know the network i really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast if you'd like to listen to the rest please visit evolvenetwork.tv that's evolvenetwork.tv we'll see you there the information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.